G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Perhaps we all know young people who once were strong in their faith, walking with God, attending church regularly, but something changed. They cooled down and they lost their faith along the way. Some recent research paints a gloomy picture. Only one in ten is engaged in their faith and reads the Bible. Talking young people here drops down from 13% at age 13 to 4% by age 17 and by 25, roughly 75% of youth who once identified as Christian have left the church. Now those figures might be pretty well accurate across the Western world. A conversation today about drawing alongside someone who is disenchanted with their faith and how to help them recapture their passion as disciples of Christ. Australia's largest children, youth and family ministry conference is coming up on the 4th of March. It's called the Amplify Conference. One of the keynote speakers will be Dr. Dave Benson, a leading thinker and researcher on the role of faith in 21st century Western culture. He's leading the London Institute for Contemporary Christianity's work on culture and discipleship. And he's joining us, Dave. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Lovely to uh, love it to be with you. Dave, we might assume that young people uh, are the focus of the sorts of studies that you do when you're working on culture and discipleship. You're immersing yourself in these challenges around young people. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. I mean, the organisation I work for, um, as you mentioned, LICC, we're, we're particularly focused on 18 to 35s, but my background is in high school teaching and a lot of youth work and um, uh, I, I kind of cut my teeth both uh, teaching physical education science and then doing uh, youth pastoring and uh, the number of people that uh, I've loved, invested into, journeyed alongside that I've seen walk away from their faith was um, it's tragic and, uh, and it's really heartbreaking and so so when uh, in this case particularly the research from uh, from Barna opengeneration.info when that came out kind of 250 pages of, of studies across looking at uh, the relationship to Jesus, uh, the Bible, and and making an impact or justice. Uh, I just really wanted to dive into this. And, um, and Amplify Conference is one of the best places to get in touch with this kind of research and what it means for the young people that we know and, uh, and love and really want to see grow in their faith and not walk away. Dave, easy to be very, very negative when you start to look at statistics like that that Barna produced, and no doubt uh, from the United States, but as I understand it, there was a contingent of Australians in that mm, research yeah, 1, too. Yeah, 1,000. That's right. You know, you can be gloomy, but is there a glimmer of light? Is there something there at the end of a long, dark tunnel that says that young people are, in fact, open and ready to explore if they're in the right environment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Neil, and that, that's one of the um, one of the reasons why, particularly this research from Barna was entitled "The Open Generation." Uh, they actually noticed that, in some sense, it's almost like the tide has has bottomed out, and um, people have become so post-Christian that actually there's not the same negativity that there was, say, amongst uh, millennials, or if you go to you know Gen X, um, etc. 
uh, th there's actually more curiosity to do with this, um, that most had a really positive attitude towards Jesus. He was seen as loving, as wise, as kind. In Australia particularly, they, um, uh, the most uh, common uh, used um, uh, adjective to describe, describe Jesus was compassionate. Um, and, and they identified that he was someone who listened. Now, now, they may have more of an attitude of Jesus was just a figure in the past who died on a cross. Uh, it's like they didn't get the memo that actually he rose again and we can walk with him today. We can have an active relationship with him. Um, but yet they're open. And, and the challenge is that their identification of the church is very different to Jesus. So where Jesus was seen as loving, uh, only about a third of the, the number of people that identified in that way see the church as loving. Whilst Jesus was seen as wise about 40 or 50 percent of young people saw Jesus as wise. Only about probably 15 to 18 percent identified Jesus, uh, the Christians as wise. And so I think one of the challenges here is to uh, learn from our Savior, uh, to look at how he walked alongside people, to look at how Jesus journeyed with people. Uh, we see in the Gospels, for instance, Jesus asked about, I think it was 318 questions, only directly answered about eight that he was asked. Um, and, and you see this kind of posture of openness in Christ himself though he had all the answers. And I think, I think that's a big shift for the church is to go from seeing ourselves as, as people who have all the answers where people come to us for clarity and instead seeing that we are to journey alongside them, to listen well, to open up life. Because when we do that, Christ is actually fundamentally attractive to young people today. Uh, they just want to see a community that actually looks like their saviour. I know you like the word disenchanted. I like that mm. word too. And in the scenario that you've got a young person who's disenchanted with their Christian faith or really has never had an opportunity to know Jesus in the way you're talking about there. So you've got young people derailed by all sorts of things, whether they're distracted, they're too busy, there's temptation, there's the things we identify as sin. There's all sorts of things that have to be considered to be clutter before you can cut through all of that to be able to reach something of a core, something of the heart of a young person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the case. I mean, I, I, I find it interesting that Cara Pals is also going to be presenting at Amplify and um, uh, the work with Fuller Youth Institute has found that you need really five, young, five adults to journey alongside each young person to form a sticky faith. It's got to be intergenerational. And, and, and so there are a lot of um, discouragements. Uh, there's a lot of kids that are isolated, even within their own family, that often there's divorce and all kinds of challenges going on for the kids today. But if you have a network of, of adults, a range of ages that journey alongside are praying for and invested into these young people, um, there's every reason to believe that they will actually grow up in their faith and, and become mature. Um, but it makes space for their questioning. Uh, it's less you know, here's the way you must do it. And it's more, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? What are you discovering? Where's your heart out? What do you love? What do you hate? What are you hoping for? Uh, it's a very different posture of journeying alongside. Uh, but I think when we do that, um, that actually young people respond to that because often they, uh, as is a the theme of the conference, often they haven't been seen and heard. They're virtually ignored and we don't notice the data. We don't notice them as people. But if we see them, if we truly hear them, their hearts are warmed. Um, and, and they're drawn towards Christ and they are knit into a community that is actually not just talking about a way of belief, but living a way of faith that looks like Jesus himself. So they want to do the stuff. They want to get engaged actively uh, in the way of the kingdom. No doubt those who are going to be part of the Amplify conference will be hanging on every word that you say. Uh, I'm aware that, <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> uh, that your, your session is entitled Walking Together Toward Life. 
and Emmaus journey alongside disenchanted disciples. Let's talk about the Emmaus walk. I imagine this is part of your illustration as to how you're going to bring out some wonderful truths in that. Uh, Give us some insights here into that walking alongside young people that you'll be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking, Neil. Um, uh, So I'm sure uh, most of our listeners are familiar with that story in Luke 24. Uh, It's one of the most loved stories and there's movements like the Emmaus Walk. Um, But essentially what we have here is two disenchanted disciples of Jesus. And we probably think of them as adults, but chances are they're in their late teens. Um, And uh, and essentially they've seen their their, um, person they were counting on to basically knock out Rome, to put them back in a good position in their own home country. And instead they see him killed. And they start to hear stories of, is he risen again? I, I don't know. And it all just seems like fables to them. And so they're heading off seven miles. It's going to take them, you know, two, three hours to get to Emmaus. Not quite sure if they're just going on the way through, or if they're heading back home, but they're clearly walking away from what they invested themselves into. And they're like, this is enough. I just don't know what to do with this now. And, and I just love looking at the posture of Jesus. And we see him do four things. We see him listen. We see him help them imagine. We see him uh, create new ways of being. And then we see him send them with a message to communicate. So listen, imagine, create, communicate. And and just in short, firstly, is Jesus doesn't come in and just start telling them, you know, why you're walking away, et cetera, et cetera. No, he actually says, what are you guys talking about? And, And this is the God who knows everything. Like he knows what they're talking about, but he asks questions and they're saying, haven't you heard? And he's even prepared to look dumb. Oh, no, no. What's happened? What's happened? So he draws them out and he listens to what do they what do they love? What are they hoping for? What where are they challenged? Where are they angry? Like, what do they hate? He hears their story. And as he hears their story, he listens well. He then helps them imagine their particular disenchantment within the larger mission of God. He he tells a story from creation to consummation via the cross of what God's mission was really about, not just taking out some enemy but actually reforming their hearts and forming a new community that looks like Christ. And then he gathers in the home with them. Uh, He gathers, whether it's in an inn or the actual home, he breaks bread. He shows his spiritual practice of communion and their eyes are open, their hearts are warmed. And when they start to catch a vision of this way of hospitality, then they're sent back to Jerusalem with good news to communicate to the other disciples. And, And in my mind, that's a beautiful model of how we can journey alongside young people is to listen to their stories to help them reimagine their situation within the mission of God, to show how the Bible, uh, this ancient word, connects to their modern world and and, and to their everyday lives. And, and then it helps them create spiritual practices and healing action with good news to tell that makes sense in their local context. I think that's a model for education. I think it's a model for disciple making. And I think it's a way that actually connects with our young people today and shows them that the church looks like the Christ that we proclaim. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, that here they are sitting down over an evening meal and their eyes were opened. Mm. And Mm. that's something I imagine is part of a divine plan to open Mm. eyes. But it's this journey that we're a part of. Let's bring this into really practical terms for those who are They've got young people in their life or they're involved in the youth ministry in their local church. Uh, How do you apply these things, understanding what it is to walk alongside a young person? How do you do that and apply that in practice? What sort of person do you have to be, Dave? Yeah, great question, Neil. I think the first thing you need to be is someone who's not so uh, linear and focused on an outcome or trying to get some kind of metric or, or see your young person become a certain kind of person. I mean, we have hopes and we have visions, but the first thing you've got to do is be present. You've got to show up. 
you need to be there. Like I, the number of kids who even their parents don't go to their, you know, their football matches or um, see them perform or like just be part of their lives. And obviously there's, um, you know, kind of safekeeping questions. How do we do that in a way that, that uh, doesn't compromise relationships and we're clear with our boundaries, but you need to be present. Uh, you need to make the time to just be there and, and not so direct the conversation that we're trying to jam Jesus into every gap. Instead, listen to what is on their heart. Listen to their story. Help them make sense of who they are. It's this brilliant quote from Alistair McIntyre, a leading philosopher, who said that if we don't give people access to these kind of bigger stories, then they end up unscripted, anxious stutterers. And I think a lot of our young people have ended up this way, where they don't have a sense of their self, they don't have a sense of a larger story. So take the time to listen and help connect them into this bigger story. Three big questions for me. One is, what do you love? I may not ask that so directly, but as I'm chatting with young people, I'm listening to what brings them life. It might be that music really is their love. And this ties them into a, a deeper creativity that they're designed to make. They're designed to make culture, to make things that are beautiful. So I'm listening for their heart. What do they love? I'm also listening for what do they hate? What are they angry about? And young people today are angry about issues like climate change. They're angry about um, systemic racism. They're angry about the inequity of rich and poor. And, and they're looking for justice. So there is a real activism. And I think that taps into Christ's own heart to make all things new, a real prophetic voice. And we need to be open to that and not just offended by that. And I'm also listening for what do they hope for? So where are their hopes? What kind of world do they want if it's made right? What kind of friendships do they want? What kind of relationships? So that's the first part is really to ask good questions like Jesus drawing alongside, listen to their stories and help draw out connections between their own story and the biblical story, a story in which we were created for love, created for right relationship with God, neighbor, nature, self, um, where we should hate injustice, but we're called to redeem all things when we enter into Jesus. We connect with him who will ultimately make everything right. So that, that, that's probably the start for me there is the listening and the imagining. Well, so much in what you are going to be delivering when you are being a part of that presentation there for the 4th of March, there's a conference. It's called the Amplify Conference. It is Australia's largest children, youth and family ministry conference, the 4th of March. Now, there's going to be all sorts of ways that listeners today can connect and be a part of that because there are hubs that are going to be all around Australia, places like Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, Toowoomba, Mackay, Mareeba, Nunawading in Victoria, Warrnambool, Adelaide, Clare Valley, Victor Harbour, Port Augusta, Port Lincoln, Handorf, Barossa, Mount Gambier and York Peninsula, there's probably more hubs added to that as well. For listeners who'd want to be a part of the Amplify Conference, let me give you a website, amplifyconference.com.au, amplifyconference.com.au. One of the keynotes who'll be delivering his presentation at that Amplify Conference, look out for Dr. Dave Benson. Dave look forward to another chat on another day, but thank you so much for sharing your heart with listeners today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.